What up, what up? Yo, this is Sean. This is Up in the Mix. Ba, 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 ba. Coming to you live from the Honeycomb Hideout. What's up to our listeners out there? As usual, I'm joined by my man, Caesar. De la, A.K.A. De La Foto, A.K.A. your friend, neighborhood Mexican, A.K.A. Ernesto, especially after four in the morning. Captain Kulo, Mr. Brunch, your local also, the poppy with the dad body and the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? And I got a new one. Uh-oh. El hombre de la gente. El hombre de la gente. Ooh. I feel like I gave you that one. Yeah, thank you. And as always, we're joined by It's the Stat Man. What up, what up? It's Kevin, a.k.a. the Stat Man, a.k.a. the Professor, a.k.a. Kendall Derrick Palmer during a full moon. <laughs> I still love that. Oh, and the handsome glass of water. Oh, handsome and handsome glass of water. That's my new AK for this week. What's thanks, thanks Telephoto. This you. is Sean, a.k.a. the Truth, a.k.a. the Super Nicest, a.k.a. the NAR, Mr. R, a.k.a. that dude chilling, a.k.a. not the black dude you thought I was. Racist and this people. is the week of October 28th. Nevada Day weekend. Nevada Day weekend. Salute to all our fellow Nevadans. Awesome, awesome, awesome holiday. Awesome holiday. We Three day weekend. All the people it's working Halloween. for the man had Friday off. Mm-hmm. People celebrating Halloween. And uh, just before we get started, I wanted to do a short moment of silence for uh, 10 years ago at a Halloween party. Some, some fools had to shoot it up and uh, a couple of friends were killed that night. So we'll have a short moment of silence for DJ and CK. All right, you're back with Up in the Mix. Uh, typical Saturday morning in the Honeycomb Hideout, although we have special uninvited guests chilling with us. Uh, JT's chilling, listening in. Joseph. He's got uh, the puppy with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'll, yeah, he'll jo- be listening in. Today. Joseph there, a.k.a. El Negro. So uh, we, got a, <laughs> we got some stuff to talk about this week, some announcements. Uh, it was a big week. Caesar. How was your week? My week, uh, busy crunch time. Um, I'm leaving the Europe next week. So busy editing wedding photos, editing portraits, uh, finishing, getting all my stuff set up for the gallery and the usual nine to five BS working for the man. <laughs> so uh, all that just makes Caesar, a.k.a. De La Photo, a busy boy. And uh, tell these people about your trip. Where are you going? How long are you going to be gone? Well, um, I like to travel a lot. And I'm about to be two weeks in Europe, uh, one week in Spain, visit some friends in Madrid, uh, my man John McCann in Valencia, probably go to Barcelona for a day or two, then do a week in London and just chill with uh, our family across the pond, you know, the UKs, and that's about Dude, it. Be careful in Spain. Spain, all that shit we talked about last Shit's week. Popping off. Shit's going crazy, riots, but, uh, protests. But uh, I have a beard, so they probably think I'm a terrorist. So. <laughs> and de la un... Hombre de la gente. I'll be, you be out there taking pictures mm-hmm. in the streets like lampposts and, and mailboxes. Um, yeah. And also, for some reason, it doesn't matter where I go, people ask me for directions. Which <laughs> So I feel I, I'm i like a chameleon and I could blend into my environment. So I'll be fine. Over, under, a uh, number of photos you will take on this two-week trip. Uh, hmm, hmm. I don't know. Probably like. 3K or something. I don't know. 3,000 photos. Mm-hmm. But not all of them are going to be good. Right. You know? But just give people, you know, your photographer, people think they're out there active on cameras. No, like, they, you know, you got to give them that perspective of, like, what it, what it real photographers are yeah, doing. Yeah, because, like, you, especially with digital, it's easy to start clicking and trying to get, catch that moment. So, yeah, it's just, sometimes it might, 
I don't know. I'm gonna shoot video too. I'm gonna start videoing some trips and do uh, expand the horizon of De La Foto. People are ready. Mm-hmm. People are ready. Yeah. So just pay attention okay. to at De La Foto Reno on all the social medias, and you will find out what's going down. Make it moves like a shark. All the, all the time. Always going forward as well. All right. What about you, Statman? How was your week? That was pretty good. Uh, nothing too special. Just just work. Just not the nine to five for the man. Uh, getting ready for the Halloween weekend. I think got a got a big night tonight. Going out with a bunch of work people to the club. Um, don't really not really a club guy, but once in a time, once in a blue moon, it's the it's club? pretty fun when you got a good. Uh, you gonna wear a, gonna wear a button up and some dress shoes? No, oh, it's Halloween. No, he's dressing up. It's Halloween. Tell him tell him your costume. Ooh. What's your costume gonna be? Um, I got a couple ideas. Either I got a little draft onesie. Never go wrong with the draft onesie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or I just might might just dress up. Might just suit up. Go out tonight. Kind of be that, that good looking guy in the suit at the club with all these fucking douchey ass college guys <laughs> with gay ass <laughs> costumes. All them fuck boys. Looking, <laughs> looking them nice in my suit. They're going to be out. They'll, they'll be out. They'll be out. In numbers. <laughs> Kevin, try not Holding to use strong. slurs as, as adjectives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We can, we can do better. Don't use slurs as adjectives. Um, uh, I got some tea here so I can literally sip tea <laughs> while we're talking shit about people. <laughs> I wish this was on TV. I, I, got some, I got some fucking apple cinnamon tea with some honey in it. Sit here in my lime green cup and I can just sip tea while we're throwing shade. Mm, yes. Shade shit talking. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I throw shade like And plus we throw facts so it's not really like throwing shade and hate when it's based on factual stuff. Yeah, it's, I, I guess we're throwing light because we're uncovering fucking people's lies and shit. Yeah, and like scientists, facts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, it was a big week for us. Big week for us. Um, for those of you listening, all the podcasts are up. Check out our website. It is up in the mix live Or on Google Play or on Apple. We're on both right now. Yeah, Apple and Google. Uh, you can... Please, if you're out there and you use those, rate, comment, subscribe. Please, please, please go to Apple. If you have Apple, please rate the podcast, subscribe to it, and leave a review. That's how we will get moved up on the list, and that's how we can help spread these truths to people around the internets for the internetos. Yeah, it'll definitely help us out, and uh, you know we are for the people. So, so yeah, ho- if you listen, it. subscribe to Google Play or Apple, and. Make sure you review it. Be you can be honest. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, we don't and uh, and but write a review and rate it, please. And honesty is the best. You could say like Caesar's voice is horrible. I don't give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, you want to talk shit, talk shit. Be like, um, we want more tall glass of water. Yeah, or less de la photo. We don't care. Just lay it out there. Be like that Sean guy talks too much, or he says p- his peas with too much force. Sprays. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, so how was your week? Uh, my week was was busy you know it was a short week so we had to get the podcast up so i was working with caesar on that i had to get the website up did, doing some adjustments for the website obviously teaching um kind of a slow week teaching wise had a couple of meetings at school um had wednesday night uh, had the uh, op- had an open mic with spoken views at barnes and noble and i ended up performing some new poetry uh, what the fuck else? Like such a busy week. Uh, we had to get the radio show done for uh, K Winks. Check yeah. us out starting this week, ninety-seven point seven KWNK, Reno, Nevada. Yeah, time to be announced, but definitely strictly hip hop and good hip hop, not the usual like 
old school at noon bullshit, which I hate. Like they put the old school stuff at noon when no one could really hear it. But really good hip hop. Yeah, Dale Photo and Sean coming good. to you. New radio show also titled Up in the Mix. Check that out. So we got that going. K Wink ninety seven. So uh, moves and moves and moves, son. Like I love it when people say they're busy because like I know busy people mm-hmm. and. We make moves. I had a board meeting with the fucking Spoken Views. Had to, you know, we picked out the leaders trying to expand that. Salute to them. Ian Watson is uh, like our presidente leading Ooh, the base of the franchise. Yeah, I like it. I yeah, like it. I like he's it. been down from the start. So check it out. SpokenViewsReno.org or uh, Spoken Views on Facebook for that knowledge. Um, shit, yeah. That's, I guess that was, that was my week. Oh, I was just busy, so. Yeah, and this is, and next week. Fucking basketball season starts, you know. Got the eighth grade team this year. Me Ooh. and Hip Hop Johnny out there coaching, so we're going. Uh, we're going up to see Brother Ali tonight. Nice, uh, nice. Me, Hip Hop Johnny, and Nick, and then uh, coming in hot this week with the, the season, so that you know that's I'm gonna be at the school from like seven to five thirty every day. But it'd be fun putting in work, trying to trying to get some dubs this season. Um, teach boys, girls. Uh, it is boy eighth grade boys basketball. All right. Yeah. So. Shit, I'm gonna have to go there and yell at him. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. funny because hip hop Johnny, like, he's so intense, and like and I've learned good, to control. My, I've yeah. learned to control my intensity, but sometimes like I'll look over in practice and he'll be running the drills, screaming <laughs> at the players to do it like him, or it's like covered he'll be in doing, sweat. Yeah, like <laughs> his whole in shirt his, is in, like, soaked in like some like wallabies and like khakis and his shirt tucked in a tie, just like but out there. He'll crazy. be running wind sprints with them, foggy like, glasses, yelling, "Beat me! Beat me!" <laughs> Like, he's so intense, and, like, because they, they need that, you know? Like, they need our intensity. They need that push. They need that mm-hmm. push, especially, you know, middle schoolers. You know, they doubt themselves They like sometimes. to be lazy, too. They like to be lazy. They don't realize, you know, you're just learning how to push yourself as hard as you can go because, you know, like, some of the, we, we try and tell them, like, if you're new to this, these other dudes out here that you're going to be playing with are trying to beat you, and, and they're going yeah. 100 all the time. And out there in middle school, like, you're finding out about your body, you're like, you're your equilibrium and yeah. then, like trying to figure it out how to play as hard as you can and not eat shit yeah so i, I mean it's easy for me and trevino is both intense individuals you know i was playing sports from like kindergarten on but like some of these kids have never played competitive sports yeah, it's really their first time so you know like they get shook like i remember our first game last year i was super pissed to like call a timeout pull them over first quarter they're playing like shit i'm like you guys are playing like you're scared. Like, what the hell? And I remember looking into all their eyes, hella mad, and seeing how fucking scared they were. Did they step it up? And I was just like, oh, shit. They are shook as fuck. Did they step it up? No, they didn't. No. <laughs> like, it got to them. Like, and that's what I realized. was like, we only had two players on the whole team who had ever played basketball organized before. Mm-hmm. They'd never been in that environment. You know, we were playing one of the best teams, and they fucking spanked us because, like, we they were shook, you know? Like, I built, you know, I tr- so I wasn't as hard on them, you know what I mean? I gave them more encouragement, like, when they made mistakes. I was like, they're going to make mistakes. They're scared. They're nervous. And they're new. They're fresh. They're green. It's the first time they've experienced that pressure. And, you know, some of us thrive under it, but it takes takes time to build that up. Some of us have those lessons in first and second grade. Yeah. And so a lot of these kids didn't play, like youth league basketball right before they no, got the middle school like, first time yeah. first time I playing basketball yeah. one yeah. kid who had played the year before in seventh grade and the other kid was like baller you know he's on traveling team and everything but literally all 10 of the other dudes on my team and all 12 on trevino's team 
had never played organized basketball before. And like they'll eventually find out it's okay to be scared to be shook. But as long as you keep that percentage at 110, the intensity, yeah. you're going to learn. That's you're, what you're, fuels you're that intensity. It. you got to control that, it. That mm-hmm. fear and that uncertainty, you gotta, you got to harness that. Yeah, just like for me, like riding BMX back in the day, like doing a gap, doing this crazy thing you never did before. Of course, you're going to be scared. But to go 110 at it, put your all, and you're probably going to fail, but not all the time. And you learn from that, and your body learns, your mind learns, mm-hmm. and you just grow. This is why competition is important for sp- in sports, just mm-hmm. not for everyone. You know, like, it's it teaches you about yourself. Like, it forces you to look inside yourself and yeah. do more and, and, it and, also, and face yeah. those fears you have. It helps with that fight or flight as well. Exactly. Just because, like, sometimes people are like, oh, I'm so scared, and they stand there all yellow and they can't do it but then there's people where like instinctually and then you help your instincts you help push your that mental boundary that's holding your body back and like you know <clears throat> as an intense person for those of you who don't know me <laughs> <laughs> like this is how i live my life like i take that mentality everywhere like i tell the students like if we had competitions of teaching i'm trying to be the best teacher up in this school like i want to compete i want to know where i am so i can get better like you know like Sword sharpens short sword, you know, like strength sharpens strength. Yeah. And when it's like in competition, if you face someone better than you, you're going to get better. Exactly. Because when I was little playing basketball, I used to play my neighbors and I was uh, like super young and my neighbors were just adults that wanted to play basketball. And that's how I got better at basketball, playing a guy that's challenging, like it, challenging double yourself. my size. Challenging yourself. And I used to love playing yeah. like like first fight I ever got in second grade. We were playing the fourth graders and football on the playground. And I was just talking shit. Like, I was competitive. Wanted to beat them. It wasn't going to back down when they tried to punk me. Because that's not how I am. Like, even seven-year-old Sean was this intense. Keeping scoring kickball <laughs> games and shit on the playground. Fucking hard body yeah. karate. Like, just fucking butts way up. out of control. <laughs> butts up. <laughs> yeah. Butts up. Fucking screaming at people. Like, yeah. calling out cheaters. Getting in fight with people. Trying to, you know, like, that's why I always had that fairness. Because... I want it to be equal. Like, I'm not someone who's trying to take advantage. And that's what sports helps, too, like, with that competition. Everyone is on the same playing field. It's just how intense you are, your talent, how you use that talent. Because some people are not that talented, but they're mentally smart at the game. And they do just as well as the talented people. Exactly. The only time you gain experience is when you find yourself in a situation where you don't have it. Boom. Mm. Boom. Just like video games, experience points. Exactly. When you, un- <laughs> when you unlock them. Exactly. So everyone plays video games. I, I love watching sports and I see someone, their intensity lose control. Because I was like that when I was younger, like slamming my helmet down in a football game or getting I also, a tee. I also get in mad a basketball at sports game. just because Carmelo Anthony's so talented and he sometimes doesn't have that gusto. Yeah. Like, dr- dude, Sorry, like Mello. Draymond Green. Sorry, Mello. I totally understand it. You got to control. You got to harness it. You got to control it. But I understand. I totally understand when I see kids like that. Focus that chi into the right chamber, my exactly. friends. It took me a long time. You know, I wasn't. You know, when I was a kid, always the best, uh, the best teammate. But you learn, like you said, from experience. So that's uh, that's what's up with us this week. We will be taking a hiatus, like we said. This is Halloween weekend, and we will not be back t- with you guys until Thanksgiving. Right? Yeah, Turkey weekend. And then we'll do two, two we'll podcasts. Two podcasts. Two podcasts. Special couple one and a special family one. Yeah. So check us out then. Until then, enjoy these. Like you said, check out the website. Check us out on Apple. Subscribe. Click. So to start off this week, we've got song of the week. 
Oh yeah, that's awesome. It was that fire. Sean, uh, Sean, lay down with us. You're the one who brought it up. So I can't really take credit for this. Well, I can, but I didn't see it. But like in Boogie Down Book Club, when the album first came out, Rhapsody's new album titled Layla's Wisdom, Monica posted about it on on the Boogie Down on the Boogie Down Book Club. Salute Monica. And I never saw it though. You know, I'm busy. We don't always check it. And then (laughs) last week. The other day, I posted it and shared it, and she was like, screenshotted her share from like two weeks earlier. So, the name of the song is Ooh Wee by Rhapsody, featuring Anderson Pock, who is just my dude. Blowing he's, up. On, he's blowing up. He's on everything. And Rhapsody, uh, the best female rapper out there. Right now, yeah. One of the best rappers, mm-hmm. period, point blank. So, yeah, check it out. You know, she's fire when she's the only feature on Kendrick Lamar's How to Pimp a Butterfly. Exactly. And uh, she just got a new music video out today. I saw it this morning. So uh, check that out. Check the internet. It has all the goodies. Yeah. And we will drop it. So uh, this is that song. All right. So, yeah. That song is Fire. Caesar. I played it for you the other day. Yeah. I love the grit, like the record sounding background in there. Um She's just awesome. A little guitar riff, yeah. and the song is hard as fuck. Like, I love the shit talking. She comes out true MC lyrical styles. Awesome. Yeah. So, last week we had so much fun with Moberly. Kevin, like, you had uh, this shit you wanted to talk about. We didn't get to have the shit we wanted to talk about. But Kevin's been doing some investigative reporting for us. Statman out here in the streets. And, uh,. Has something you want to talk about us about the vice president? Yeah, I know, I know a lot of people always talk about fucking President Fucktard all the time. <laughs> um, it's good to see what's <laughs> actually going on behind the scenes. And uh, there's this article written in the New Yorker called "The Dangers of a President Pence." It's written by Jane Mayer. Really long form article, but it goes through like basically his whole life and where Pence came from. And it's super fucking ridiculous of how much dark money is behind him. He claims to be this crazy church-going, God-fearing guy, but... What, he's not? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Um, I can't believe it. So, basically, like, he ran for office when he was 28, and he lost horribly. He burned so many bridges. He ran for, uh, like, a congressman seat in Indiana, and he basically was out of public office from then because he burned so many bridges, and it was a super dark campaign. So, then he goes to work for, like, a think tank, and even in the year 2000, this is him quoting... Smoking doesn't kill. In fact, two out of three smokers doesn't die from smoking-related illness. In the year 2000, he's quoting that. So he was just a fucking puppet for the... Yeah, uh, this think tank, think tank called the Indiana Policy Review Foundation. And they're just a conservative think tank. Yeah. It's like disputing years and years of science with yeah. tobacco companies? Yeah, basically. Shocker. So then in um, 1992, he goes to work for like a radio show, a conservative radio show, and he just blows up from there. And then by the year 2000, he gets into Congress. He spends 12 years as a legislation, never never introduced one, sp- one piece of legi- legislation in 12 years, but he just, you know, backed by the Heritage Foundation, supports gun owners' rights, property rights, pro-life groups, you know, all this These are the people shit. running your country out there, people. These are the types yeah. so of assholes who are representing us to the world and making decisions for us. Yeah, yeah. they get money and... This is it. why you need yeah. to get involved in politics. Like, people like to say... Oh, I don't do politics. Like, fuck you. You are doing politics. It's happening around us. These people mm-hmm. make decisions that affect all of us, affect the world, affect people that are going to be born in the future. Like, and you're yeah. too lazy, busy watching your fucking reality TV show to give a damn. Like, that's the 
That's the fucking definition and, of privilege. Yeah, and it's not even reality TV show anyways. It's all scripted. And at least do something in your local community. Exactly. Get involved yeah. in the local yeah, this level. Is, this isn't the presidential election. Like this is—he was a local guy first, and yeah. then he's a local state representative doing this doing much damage. It Shit. Local. Not doing anything to help the people. Just totally fucking shitting on the people, and no one gives a damn because they're too busy with their fucking iPhone update or whatever. Like this fucking bullshit. Or that new yeah. iPhone. New iPhone or the new hotness <laughs> or the new distraction, whatever the fuck is going on. Yeah. Go ahead and continue. L- let's right. hear more about this guy. Yeah. So then in like 2006, he challenges uh, John Boehner. He was a minority le- uh, leader at that time, but um, he lost completely. But then Boehner gave him the third highest ranking in the Republican um, House, basically, which he was the, what was it? Like the chair presides over like the weekly meetings of Republican House members and stuff. And basically so he, he, l- he lost election for Speaker of the House, right? Uh, it was minority leader of the House at okay. the time. Minority what, whip? Yeah. Um, okay. So basically it's, uh, the leader of the Republican Party, he gets third place, basically, but he's in charge of all legislation. Any bills that come to the House, he's basically in charge of So he of got still. hooked up. Yeah, and that he, that's basically the start of the Tea Party movement because he just spews all this right-wing bullshit about, like, personhood bills and all this shit, and that's basically, in 2006, was the start of the ultra-right wing, and it's because of him. Awesome. Yeah, and then in 2008, like, the Koch brothers, this is where this there comes it, Here it is. The Koch connection. Boom. Yeah, the Freedom Partners. Um, Mark Short, this guy... Worked for the Coke Foundation, came to work for Pence directly from the Coke. Um, started introducing all these. Hooks him up. Let's paraphrase here. We don't need to get bogged in the details. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, this guy just connects comp- him with the Coke brothers. And just basically goes on a tirade about um, climate change. And Pence single handedly kills the cap and trade bill that Obama introduced in 2009, which was a huge change in the climate change debate. Basically, when this cap and trade bill died in the Senate, it was basically a direct result of Pence's work and sponsored, the money from Coke. Sponsored by the Coke brothers. Yeah. So then, basically, by 2012, the entire Coke operation had become the shadow headquarters for President Pence. They wanted Pence to be in because he is their guy. He's their puppet. Completely puppet. They have showered him with over like $10 million over the past couple of years. Damn. Um, and it's not even just get him elected it's all of his issues so if he comes up with a mike pence out there making moves like emperor yeah. palpatine in the senate <laughs> yeah so <laughs> they decided he can't just run so from president so he can't run for president from the the house so he goes to be governor of indiana they shower of hell money in indiana and that basically destroys his career though remember that back in 2014 the whole boycott indiana yeah yeah because mm-hmm. the he was behind all that he for did those every, of you who uh, who don't remember mm-hmm. like he killed they him. made all the, the the laws against uh, uh homosexuality yeah, yeah. Um, he shut down HIV clinics, which led to a huge HIV outbreak, um, like the largest in the past fucking 50 years. Indiana had an HIV outbreak. Um, he blocked an $80 mm. million dollar educational grant to the schools, all this shit. So he's basically unelectable at this time. But and then now fucking now, pr- Trump fuck so hard wins. Yeah. Hold on a second. For all of you who voted for fucking Captain Little Hands. Like, this is the fucking danger you're putting in the country. Yeah. This guy like, is one fucking step away from being president mm-hmm. to the possibly the worst. As a historian, I'm going to say this to possibly the worst president in the history of this country. And now mm-hmm. this guy is in the wings, totally fucking backed by the Koch brothers who find fucking Americans. They are want nothing to do with anything besides making themselves richer and fucking pushing looking out for their fucking pushing their ideals. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't give a and fuck about anyone else. Against fucking civil rights, against fucking education, against privatize every, against everything. everything that America's for. Exactly. So fuck you. Read and, yeah, and start taking e- these like, L's and this fucking is pay even attention. S- this is even Steve Bannon. I'm, f- I'm going to end it here. Steve Bannon is saying, 
If Prince were to, Pence were to become president for any reason, the government would be run by the Koch brothers, period. He's been their tool for years. I'm concerned that he'd be the president the Kochs would own. And they, uh, I mean, uh, this article literally mm. lays it out mm-hmm. for you to read facts. These are fucking facts. This yeah. isn't and fucking there's, fake there's news. 16 this isn't fucking propaganda. Mm-hmm. This isn't a slant. This isn't a spin. That's real this shit. is fucking real, mm-hmm. real life fucking shit. There's facts. Cu- currently 16 people in high-ranking positions that have direct ties with the Kochs in the White House. And there's even a quote saying that the Kochs will stick 100 of their own people into our government without even President Fucktard even noticing. Damn. Damn, it's like a hostile this takeover. Is how this, hostile exactly. corporate takeover. This is how fucking people who yeah. are rich control shit in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Koch spent, they have $1.5 billion, and they spent $900 million in 2016. $900 million from two fucking people. Yeah, and it's not even just that they only spent four hundred million on people. They spent mm-hmm. the other money on issues. So whenever like this tax so like issue right now, so like they're running commercials. Bill, yeah, promoting Damn. bills. Yeah, promoting fucking things, yeah. laws that they want passed that benefit them on co- spending hundreds of millions of dollars on commercials and mm-hmm. ads on YouTube, on TV, when all on mailers, on dude, fucking robocalls. All that money could help like small countries in <laughs> Africa from right. fucking starving. Or say a small territory in the fucking United States called Puerto like, Rico. And perfect example. This tax bill that's about to come out. This tax bill would save the Koch brothers over $36 billion over the next 10 years. So why not throw a billion at billion. it right now? Billion. They'll, throw billion. A, they'll throw a billion at it now that's to nothing. return 35 that's billion. nothing compared to the, be- the, yeah. the payback. So they're, they're super PACs called the Freedom Partners, which is basically the center of all right-wing super PACs. And it's the largest the largest privately owned super PAC in the world ever. Fuck. And pretty much all right-wing money goes to that. And Betsy DeVos was a, devo- was a donor. Uh, Mike Pompeo was a donor. Scott Pruitt was a fucking nether coke little bitch. Um, this guy, Mark Short. All the people that donated to the, the cause are now if in high-ranking positions. If you're thinking about turning it off, like, oh, these guys are the politics. Oh, this shit is boring. Oh, I'm not about that. Fucking step your game up. This... You have a fucking responsibility if you want to call yourself American to start paying attention and doing something yeah. about this shit. Well, so I, uh, I, uh, I welcome Skynet. <laughs> if, <laughs> if that when we joke happen. about our future computer yeah. overlords, it's because of shit like this. I welcome Skynet. Yeah, I'm, w- I'm with you guys. So please vote in 2018. We need to kick out yeah, vote Dean Heller. We need to get him out. Vote in your local anything, elections. Start local and vote go to the Vote in your top. local elections. Pay attention to your city council members. See what they're talking about. See what they're, what they're dealing with. Here in Reno... We got a huge homeless problem. Mm-hmm. We got huge housing shortage, fucking rising rents. Yeah, these are all major issues. And the homeless, they're just gonna move them to another area, and not help them out. They're like, just kicking them out, and they're not doing anything mm-hmm. about the housing thing. And They've like, been studying and discussing it for two years, and they're just gonna. It's just sad because they're just gonna get moved, and they're gonna get moved farther where farther away where their um, resources are at to get help, and it's gonna. It's gonna just—they're just gonna struggle. They're falling through the cracks. Mm-hmm. The leaser fucking people. And they shouldn't. The and they shouldn't be. Yeah. So, related yeah. to this story on the fucking Koch brothers puppet Pence, all these peas get out of my head. But anyways, uh, the prime minister of Australia this week called capitalism a failure because she says in all the richest country of the world, you have millions and millions of people who are poor, who are starving, who are homeless, who are underfed. And the country's in debt. And the yeah. and but like these are the richest, both wealthiest mm-hmm. countries. So like, what is this system designed to do? We got Help capitalism the for yeah. the poor and middle class. We have to fight for everything, mm-hmm. but we have socialism for the rich. That's what people don't understand. 
all these fucking tax breaks and these corporate loopholes and all the shit we offer to the corporations, it's socialism for the rich. They share a lot of the burden. And we all have to fight for the scraps, basically. Yeah, like, salute to The Ringer, www.theringer.com. They've been following, they have the thirst meter, following all these uh, <laughs> states trying to get Apple's new headquarters. Oh, shit. And, like, just examining all the tax breaks they're offering to Apple, just oh, like Amazon we did. New head- or Amazon. Just like we did. I'm sorry. Yeah, we did with Apple. We did with Switch. We did with Elon Musk to offer these companies tax breaks. And, and like, with sh- Shields, or not Shields, but the Legends uh complex complex out there mm-hmm. with all those companies 500 million dollars like shields like nike and everything like that so what they offered is tax breaks and what sucks is like none of that money is coming back to reno no because they're it's like, it's bad for these places in the long run because you, there's all these other non-associated costs that don't get factored in like infrastructure education you know building new roads and supporting you know electric all the stuff that goes along with all these things and over time it's showing the studies are showing time after time after time just like with new stadiums these things are bad for the people it's mm-hmm. bad for the cities it hurts their economies in the long run oh get this too this whole amazon headquarters thing all the cities are trying to give so much money do you know where i heard on npr that they think where it's going to go it's fucking toronto and you know why in Canada, not even bec- America. Not America, because of our the fucking stupid ass immigration policy. Like Amazon is an amazing tech company, yeah. and people from all over the world don't want to come to America because it's so. It's so hard to even come it's in. It's so uncertain right now. Like if you're a foreigner, why would you come to America if you could just be shipped back in six months? Yeah. So they're gonna do it in do Toronto because they have such lax policies over there because they need the talent. Because uh, yeah, they're, they're pay a tech the company higher now. taxes of Canada. Mm-hmm. But they'll be able to attract better people because of yeah. the quality of living and their uh, their policy towards immigrants. Yeah. Amer- America, listen, you want capitalism? You want the best people from the world to come over here? You got to be lax on that stuff. You yeah. can't be fucking racist and America, capitalist. America. Yeah. <laughs> Pick one. Yeah, um, <laughs> America was founded on, like, give me, give me your poor, give me your weak. Like, bring everyone We're here. F- we will help you. This country is fueled by, let's be honest, exploiting poor people who come here to better their lives that's how this country survives whether it's yeah. slaves or immigrants you know it just changes you know this you know today it's like fucking mexicans 100 years ago it was italians before that it was the irish mm-hmm. before that it was the germans yeah. mm-hmm. like they just it's it's a fucking never-ending cycle as a history teacher it's easy for me to recognize this shit stay woke motherfuckers Learn something. Stop being a fucking Open your ostrich eyes, read. with your head in the ground. Yeah. Open your eyes and read. Yeah. Fucking wake up. Learning different views makes you smarter. Yeah. Stay in your own <laughs> little bu- bubble doesn't fucking help no, you. No, you're going to have to get outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Someone might disagree with you. Here, wow. Here's a spoiler alert. You might not know everything. <laughs> you might. There might be shit you don't know because your experience is limited and someone might put you up on some game and instead of being attacked like a little bitch and being fucking scared. Know like, your facts. Be learn strong. Learn something and get better they took our jobs mm-hmm. they took our job they've been saying that shit for <laughs> 220 years i sorry you didn't want to go pick fucking watermelons in the field it's <laughs> is like that the job you got people white people aren't trying to pick their own strawberries <laughs> yeah. is that the job they're not trying to be fucking maids they're not trying to sew their own shirts together they're no. not like put their own sneakers like and that's the thing like all the jobs these people had that's the jobs black people had during fucking mm-hmm. segregation you know like my grandmother was a seamstress. Like those are the jobs they had. And now all the Latinos are doing all the horrible jobs you guys don't want to do. Boom. Mm-hmm. 
Before that, it was like Italians in the 1920s. Now it's Muslims. Like, and then the Irish. Like, the Irish before that. Like, we just shit on the fucking Now it's Muslims' people. turn right now. <sighs> yeah. Just, we should the, go all with, the Muslims, we should, you know. We should uh, continue before I start getting really, <laughs> really mad. Yeah, we're going right. on a rant yeah. here, but like. We gotta balance this out. Last week was fun and games. This week we're slapping you with some fucking realness, cause the truth hurts. Damn it! <laughs> and if you can't take him, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, if you if you nice. like, oh, life isn't all fun and games, and neither is the show. You can't be soft. You gotta be hard body with life. Exactly. Like fucking life's a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful struggle. Competition. So we're let's, gonna move on. Let's go before. <laughs> before, before I'm getting I, angry too. Before yeah, I start, <laughs> before I start <laughs> dropping mics and like kicking shit up. up. Fucking getting hyped up. Uh, so let's talk about some news, some general things. Um, Kevin, you want to tell people again about the hip hopper going on at Good Luck Macbeth on uh, Virginia Street by Shays? Yeah, so it's a hip hop opera called Generation We. It's a live band from a Weapons of Mass Creation, and they basically just they do their entire set list about eighteen songs or so. But they have um, it's a musical, so the actual different people are singing it, and it's a great story. On the exact topic, it's, you know, four people come to America. There's, like, a foreigner, a mountain man, and a city slicker, and shit, I can't remember the other one. But they're all trying to find the American dream, and that's what the play is about. There's a girl that's America, and they're like, oh, I found her, I found her. But they have to go through, like... Let's not spoil alert too much, but... It's a great show. Great show. So, yeah, it's Good Luck Macbeth. see it in support. Yeah, Good Luck Macbeth Theater. I think the tickets are, what, $15? Uh, Yeah, it's $15 in advance, $18 at the door. Check it uh, out. Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday. Thursday, that's, Friday, that's Saturday. It's not bad. It's like a date night. Yeah. yeah it's a great a date Find night. a fucking lady. Find a fucking man. You know, go check it out. Uh, it's playing this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's playing the following Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, check it out. We're doing it. Uh, we're, we're shouting them out. Give them a salute because uh, it's uh, directed by our, our boy Pan Pantoja, local artist, mm-hmm. local thespian. He's, you know, he's an art teacher. And he's Joe like, Attack. Joe, uh, Joe, Joe wrote it. Joe yeah. Attack. Uh, is also runs he works at good luck with beth uh he's the guitarist for weapons of mass creation our homeboy steve sperber from seven out is the drummer and then eric shapiro man of many talents is on bass <laughs> yeah so uh check he, them he out. does a lot they're uh they're out there also our uh friend of the show and homie marvin gonzalez was uh, one of Ooh, the writers of yeah, the play that's good so, so if you know marvin. these people these guys uh these are local artists get out there and support them like support local art you got a lot of good shit happening, Reno, so get out there. Check it out. 15 bucks ain't nothing. So No. So, yeah. Thanks, Kevin, for that. Caesar, mm-hmm. you've got your uh, gallery this week? Yeah. So, my gallery is going up at West Street Market, which is on West and 2nd Street, downtown Reno. I'm going to have a wall in the main area and then a wall in uh, Tally. I'm going to do... Uh, my gallery is going to be about my last two years of traveling. I went to Cuba, New York, Chicago, and D.C. in the last two years. And definitely heavy on black and white because that is my jam. And my Cuba, obviously, you got to shoot Cuba in color. But, yeah, so it'll be up on the 1st through November 31st. So, November, so the whole month. The whole month. And, yeah. Check so out some good. Uh, they got the Cycle Creamery in there, which I recently tried. Mm-hmm. Check check that place out. And shout out, salute to Artie and Rachel. for Yeah, for holding the gallery and supporting local artists. Boom. Love you guys. So uh, those are the two things uh, to check out this week and this month. Uh, Generation We playing at Good Luck Macbeth and De La Photos pictures from his travels mm-hmm. at uh, West Street Market. Jet setting, fresh setting. Fresh setting. All the stuff right West there. Street Market, for those of you that don't know, is located on West Street in and between 1st and 2nd Street. Mm-hmm, right, kind of like 
um, by Five Star. Mm-hmm. Next to Five Star mm-hmm. Saloon. Yeah, so check that out. And then Good Luck Macbeth again is on Virginia Street, kind of across from uh, where like Two Chicks is uh, next to Shays. It's like Midtown yeah. Commons is like the complex. Midtown Commons, yeah, right mm-hmm. next to, what is the coffee Dreamers. place? Dreamers. Yeah, mm-hmm. next to Dreamers. Cool. So uh, that's, all, that's what's up with local news, you guys. Check it out. Make some moves. Support local art, because that's what we're about. Uh, next up, Caesar. You went to New York a couple years ago with Salty Brad. Yeah, Sea Salt Brad. We went to New York, and there was a bombing in Chelsea. And what year was this in? 2016. 2016. It's 17. Yeah, right. 2016. A bombing where? In Chelsea, New York. Okay. Like it's a neighborhood in Chelsea. And what was. On Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. What was funny is me and Brad, we were in like Little Italy ish. And we were sitting at a bar. And all our friends started texting us to make sure we're okay because there's a bombing in New York. And we're like, what are you guys talking about? Nobody at the bar is talking about. The news wasn't even like didn't have anything about it and there was you guys, like, and you guys were just in, in there didn't yeah know nothing about it huh? and that's what a little bit new york if it doesn't affect you who gives a fuck <laughs> but yeah and there was a bombing young kid finally got caught like a week later maybe two sentence and yeah i just kind of so he was sentenced this week this week last week last week yeah and mm-hmm. it was just kind of funny like, like everyone in new york didn't really care about it unless it really affected them directly well, yeah. I mean, that's how I feel like people are mm-hmm. in general. But yeah, and it was just like seriously, like less than a mile away from us because like, yeah. Manhattan is not that big. Yeah, for those of you, yeah, Manhattan, fucking, what is it like a mile across at the widest point in? I don't even four uh, miles long. I don't know the stats, but give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> good, yeah, good hint. Yeah, statman. But it was just like seriously, it probably wasn't even that far from us, and we didn't hear nothing about it. People from Reno all the way across the country had a Texas to make sure we were okay. And that's how you guys found out. Yeah. It's 22 square miles. Yeah, but, but that's I a mean square like, mile. But yeah, I mean like it's width. It's not very wide. It's only a couple of miles wide. And like, yeah. So it's just it's just kind of real surreal how shit like that happens. Yeah, and it, it gives you it gives people like a perspective a, a perspective on how crazily packed and small yeah. New D- York City is. 2.3 miles wide. Uh, 13 miles long. Yeah. So 8 million people live in that tiny space, <laughs> which is like, mm-hmm. which is like the length and width of Reno. Yeah. And there's 8 million people who live there. Just stack, so yeah, if something stack, yeah, like, happens a mile or two away, you might not even know about it. It's, it was wild. We were just like, what? Because if anything happened here, everybody would know about it. Everyone so knows, like, yeah. yeah. And we're, what, Reno? Like, I think McCarran Loop, just in general, it's about 8 miles wide, maybe? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm not. They might not have that shit on the internet. But no, I don't know. but yeah, it just it was just very surreal to, and then like it came up, like I saw it in the news. It came up and it made me think, like, damn, like we were super close to it and we didn't know nothing about it. Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. Put shit in perspective. Yeah, I feel like that's the theme this week. Putting shit in perspective. Hey, no, while we're on that subject, the next thing on Google below is. In September 26, an iceberg four times the size of that broke off in An- Antarctica. Four times the size of Manhattan. Just a month ago. Broke off. Chunk of ice. Yeah, chunk of 70 square mile piece. Oh, that's a lot of cocktails. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! For global global warming. warming. Yeah. People think it's fake. Whatever. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Next. Sorry. <laughs> it's like Sorry. Like <laughs> favorite, the favorite thing about global warming is this guy tweeted. He's like, oh my God. Thank God for all these plucky little bankers and millionaires and billionaires who discovered this secret liberal plot to make the world 
cleaner and ruin business called global warming. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's a good one. Yeah, you have to be like, getting, getting paid a lot of fucking money to be that fucking ignorant. Yeah. Like sometimes I just want to post like just left just left a secret meeting of all the liberals trying to take over <laughs> the world with us global warming hoax. We're going to spread some more facts and articles about it. Like Illuminati shit. Because <laughs> I just left it because that's a thing where or we the, all meet. Or the stonecutters <laughs> from The Simpsons. Oh, fuck you, conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Anyways, um, so on a lighter note, we we were noticing watching, it, watching TV that uh, both Snoop Dogg and Method Man have How, TV shows. Yeah, new game shows. How weird is that? I saw Snoop Dogg's game show. Uh, it's on TBS. They're both on TBS. Are they both on TBS? Mm-hmm. Wow. They're both on TBS, and it's just crazy. Like in the hip hop culture, the biggest potheads, like two top two out of three, are having uh, game shows, which is kind of weird to me, because now, well, not weird. It just makes sense now that weed's good, and they've been talking about well, weed. Still, like, yeah. In 1995, if you had asked me, do I think Snoop Dogg and Method Man will have TV shows in 20-something years, I would have been like, I already knew. No. I already knew all the white people love Snoop. Hands down. He, they he, do now. He can do no they wrong. They do now. He can do no in wrong. In 1995, they were not. No, 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 that no, album no. came out. No. My parents wouldn't even let us yeah. get it. Exactly. But, <laughs> but like, exactly. now, like after maybe like 2010, maybe, or something like that, like Snoop Dogg can do no wrong. Right. Every, mm. when, every when do you think that happened? Do you think, like, I think Change. it was when he started making those uh, Pharrell videos. <laughs> yeah, well, Pharrell helped, and him also helping like community. And yeah, his, I was gonna say, and as like the coaching the football, yeah, team? and the football team and sponsoring like local football teams and anything like that. No, they're like this, this, this. Uh, He's using pothead this, is this, okay. This I guess. rapper is doing good. It's all right. He's one of the good ones. Yes, he's one of those good, good black, mm-hmm. those good blacks. But yeah, and then so like. Every like stay at home mom, any any mom loves Snoop Dogg, and I was surprised to see Method Man on there. You Who's know? even keeps it even realer than Snoop Dogg? Yeah, well, I don't know what's Method Man's game show about. Uh, I don't know. Check I'm him not, out, guys. We'll probably never watch these. I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not worried because it's like they're probably gonna pander yeah, a like lot never, and whatever. Watch, I don't watch. Fucking TV. But yeah, I don't have time for frivolous game shows. In my I life. don't watch game shows. I don't watch reality TV. I watch good content. So yeah. <laughs> So that's how that's how well, we roll. Salute to them for making moves. No, and that's awesome, and that's good for hip hop. Anyways, like it keeps it like keeps hip, the culture going. Hip hop is a definitely a pop culture thing now. I like, mean, if someone offered us a TV show, a I'm in. Show, I'm, I'm in. Say no. I'm in. Cash rules everything. Yeah, they're all Cash corny rules. and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in. So anyone out there? It's all about the brand. Yeah, <laughs> getting that brand strong. Yeah, and then to turn it back to seriousness. <laughs> 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 this is something I saw this week. So, uh, in Colorado, these this Cub Scout troop got to meet one of their state legislatures. This woman, she happened to be a Republican, and the boys had to come up with questions to you know serious questions they worked on you know in their scout meeting to ask their legislature or legis- legislators. And this guy kid who's like eight years old asked his uh, asked this lady about gun violence and why she had voted against a measure to do uh, to prevent people who had committed domestic violence or people who had a history of mil- mental illness she voted against a bill that would have kept those people from getting guns and he asked her about that then he asked her about the discrepancy between like law enforcement uh, and uh, conviction rates for for blacks and hispanics and a couple other woke ass questions 
and she got super mad. Uh, she didn't answer his <laughs> questions. Of course. And not. then, like two weeks later, the boy's mom got a letter from the troop leader saying that he was no longer invited. Wow. Back to be part of that Cub Scout troop. So one thing, boys white, awesome. Yeah. Second thing, little kid woke. Third thing, salute to the parents. Right. Because like the parents are obviously putting them in in a good environment mm-hmm. and getting them very yeah. objective. Him to speak asking truth to power and yes. fucking questions. Asking, too. this is what we want. <laughs> this is what I dream for my students. Yeah. I want them fucking. Asking like even me even my kids, questions. like my kids, I want them to think like that as well. Like salute to the parents. You guys are doing a good job. Like oh. So beautiful. But it warm, causes warm huge controversy in Colorado because the letter, oh, like the shit. mom, like her friend knew someone at the radio, at like the local news station. They picked it up, kind of spread, Ooh, went nice. viral. So then like Boy Scouts of America had to come out, like the troops in the neighboring now. towns mm-hmm. had to come <laughs> out and say, we do not stand with this troop. Dang. Like, they, all of them offered to let the boy in. So he ended up joining another troop. Like, Dude, they got like blackballed and shit. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking wild. But like it caused all these people <laughs> to have to be out and be like, no, we support this thing. Yeah. And then, like, now that all this fucking shade's being thrown on the, s- the state senator. Don't worry about it, kid. You're going to do great in life. Yeah. Yeah. He's already better than her. Yeah. When so. did the Boy Scouts turn to be such a fucking right-wing indoctrination program? Instead of just I, <laughs> I was going to say, right. since always they been were like founded that? for fucking white boys yeah, only. Yeah, exactly. I you mean, can't just be having fun. Back in the, like, the shit, thing is, like, no? in the 70s yeah. and 80s where black kids like me were in the Cub Scouts or whatever, mm-hmm. this shit was always there. It's just hitting people didn't realize it yeah. that's the thing about all the stuff we're talking about it's always been here people are just shining light on it now and people mm-hmm. are getting upset because their fucking rose-colored view of the world is being shattered take off your fucking sunglasses the, the world's <laughs> the world's real yeah you can't mm-hmm. just because like like we were spouting some facts to one of our friends uh, a couple weeks ago at a barbecue about the amount of people in this country who believe in creationism and believe oh that the earth God. is less this than 10,000 years old. Yeah. And we're like, dude, it's a huge percentage. And we looked it up. We found like four different studies on the internet. Mm-hmm. And they all said between like 38 and 42%, right? Literally four studies. John Hopkins, Rutgers, like different universities had done. Like legitimate. Legitimate, like, like the Pew had done like research, had interviewed thousands of people. And he was like, I don't believe that. And we're like, no one gives a shit what you believe. <laughs> like, what you believe These are literally facts. doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Like, no, this isn't fucking the Matrix. This isn't in your mind. These are real world facts. Mm-hmm. And this is what it says. So just because you don't want to believe that because it makes what you think change and makes you uncomfortable doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It's like truth, like accept it. Yeah. That's when people get mad. That's when you know they're really mad is when they question the source of your facts. When they're mad at the the issue you're saying, and they're like, oh, that's just a uh, bullshit. Uh, like the source is like wrong. John Hopkins. He's like, oh, what is, he's like, what is oh Gallup poll? What he is literally Gallup said to me, what is that? Literal fake news? Mm-hmm. Or like liberal no, fake news? No, I was yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Gallup is super Gallup. known for its <laughs> fucking bullshit it's literal like polls. 38% is what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Even creationism. On Gallup poll. So you want to fucking question Gallup or, poll. Or the Pew Research Center. They're super, Places that they're super companies objective. Companies are around for objective. decades mm-hmm. doing this shit. John Hopkins University. You know, like Rutgers University. Like, oh, I'm sure like all the fucking people at John Hopkins like mm-hmm. conspired to make this fucking fake fucking thing to put on the internet yeah. to fool people about this thing because we, they wanted to make you upset. Same thing like the flat earthers and all yeah. kinds of shit like... 
There's undisputable facts. You know what you should do to flat earthers? We should shoot them into space on a fucking space shuttle and throw happens. them out the airlock so as they die, they can look <laughs> at the round earth as they fucking freeze. <laughs> that's that's the last <laughs> vision before they die. Yes. Oh, it's a nice shiny marble. Exactly. We should we should get all of them. Like I'm, I'm willing to fucking take a pay cut to do this. It is ridiculous. We should get all of them yeah. together and send them into fucking space on a space shuttle. So they can watch as they float in orbit around the Earth, mm-hmm. and then when you a- like after that, you fucking kick them out the airlock. You might need to holler at Virgin Airlines or something. Yeah, can we do this? Mm-hmm. People are like, damn, Sean, that's harsh. Mm-hmm. No, if the you want to ignore the fucking reality of the world, you don't deserve to be here. I- ignorance. Do you like realize that's what's holding us back? Do you realize the Origin of Species, Charles Darwin's book, was written in 1859? It's been a hundred and hundred and nine <laughs> years, yeah. and we're still fucking debating this <laughs> issue. When he wrote this entire research, fucking public Statman's not that Jesus good Christ. I feel like it's a little more than hundred and nine years. Let's see, <laughs> one hundred fifty-nine. There we go. <laughs> the headphones are off on different. Whoops. <laughs> Anyone <laughs> I was like, wait, that what? could use the wait, internet to go. do math <laughs> turn in your application. <laughs> I was like, like, up in the mix. Is, he about, is he talking about something from the 1960s? <laughs> Put in your application. <laughs> 109 years later. Statman won't be Whoops. a Statman. He'll still be on the show. But like. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So uh, that yeah. leads us into the next story, which I saw this morning. It super upset me. Like, uh, the Guardian had this article about how the victims in the Vegas shooting, like, one of them got shot in the head. He was from Canada. His brother was on the news. It kind of went viral talking about how they weren't sure if he was going to make it. And then he ended up surviving after being shot in the head. And because his, like, they interviewed his brother, these people, people all these stupid, fucking dumb, fucking want to fill important conspiracy th- theorist people looked him up on Facebook and started harassing him on Facebook, saying that he's a government agent and it's a hoax. Someone posted like, "Someone needs to really shoot you in the head, so you know what you're talking about." So, so he's been harassed so bad that they had like shut down all of his social media because all, they made a fucking YouTube video about him on Jesus. YouTube. Damn. Yeah. Fuck Alex Jones. Like this is the thing. Like one of the bad things about the internet, it's given people that they could be anonymous, faceless, and just talk shit all day. So, like, at yeah. least three victims of the Vegas shooting have been harassed so much by these fucking crazy fucking assholes that they had to shut down their social media and, like, they had to get a hold of YouTube and ask them to take these videos down because it's putting their name out for anyone on the Internet to see, claiming that they're government agents and this was a false flag operation and they're doing this to take this so that they can take the second amendment back so that you know no one's going to be able to own guns and they can take over they Jesus. don't need to do that Jeez, you no. fucking idiots yeah. they already run everything yeah. they <laughs> already control everything mm-hmm. they don't even need to fucking do that because you're so fucking stupid Ugh. you're worrying about this bullshit instead of voting and doing shit that could actually make a difference you're harassing but in your, fucking poor but in your opinion on the internet it's not going to change attack. anything like i said if you want stuff changes do it locally and go from just there angry Sean. yeah like Jesus. just don't put your fucking you're just faceless on the internet like do this is why I, when you see people doing this you got to call them out mm, put them yeah. on blast it's like you know, people are like oh like you know i just we need less divisiveness no you need to fucking stop being okay with people mm-hmm. doing shit like this they are doing harm and put it out don't fucking turn the other cheek 
Like fucking confront yep. them. Yeah, because that's that's how we get into the situations we are now. Like you said about You're the boys. You're going to have to be uncomfortable. Yeah, like you said about the yep. Boy Scouts. They've been like this the whole fucking time, and now that it's coming to light. They didn't let fucking gay mm-hmm. kids. They wouldn't let gay yeah. people be, mm-hmm. a, you know, like, mm-hmm. people are like, wow, like, this shit is going it's on. It's always been happening. Open your <clears throat> fucking eyes. Open them. Yeah. The world is not what you think it is. God. Nope. Yeah. So, yeah. Fuck conspiracy theorists. Fuck Alex Jones. Fuck Again. Alex Jones. Mm. Fuck Infowars. If you listen to that shit, fuck you. Like, right. it's not true. Like, I like I saw one where a moral te- Nick technique goes on there and challenges them. Like, the problem with these conspiracy theories, because, like, the JFK files, mm-hmm. is, like, if you start getting credence to all these things, then people don't know what to believe. Like, people aren't sure because it's too hard for them to look up and do their own research. So you have people who aren't sure, so they start believing everything. We're like, some of these yeah. things might be true, but you're too dumb to, like, discern which ones are the truth. To even fact check one. yourself. Because, exactly. like, Fox News puts a bunch of bullshit out there all the fucking yeah, time. Just confirmation bias yeah. all the time. You see something that fits your belief, and like, oh, that's got to be true. And, like, when people talk to me about that, and I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. Was it on Fox News? And they're like, yeah. They did this and that, and I'm like, do you check Fox News? Like, do you check their facts? Like, I always like, go, like, one of my favorite websites, How Visit Websites, Real Clear Politics, and they take, like, all these different articles from all these different publications, right-wing, left-wing, and I like to look, and you'll, you'll see, like, four articles written about something that happened, and each one has their own slant. Yeah, and their own little bias. And mm-hmm. you read each one, and then I'm like, the truth is in between all these things. Mm-hmm. Right. you got to look the way people are talking, the way they're quoting, how they're using information. And that goes like like for me and like religion as well because like they're all kind of like different stuff happening around the world about that same time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just how they manipulate the language and how people like take it on faith. You know, like mm-hmm. a lot of like like I believe in religion. I have my own faith. You know, I'm not gonna put it out there, but like all the major religions, all their Bibles or whatever their holy, uh, holy writings, books, yeah, holy scriptures. They all have the same earthly events happening you know and they all like take that and manipulate it with their words to like make go into their faith so that's how what the news is doing as well they take what's happening in real life they manipulate it with their own slang their own words to go into their own point of view their own narrative their Mm -hmm. own personal narrative america where everyone's personal narrative is Mm -hmm. relative to their own and like us as people since we are smart and we could think it is you have to read, decipher, and check mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, it t- it's effort. But you know what? People are literally mentally lazy to do this. Like yeah, Google tell me. They, they're, they're mentally, I, I, like the, I don't know the you know, proper word, but it's like mental laziness to do this shit. It's confirmation bias. It's as easy to see mm-hmm. a point Cognitive you like. Dissonance. Yeah, you think mm-hmm. you see it on TV, it's, it's like real. If it real. fits your v- viewpoint, mm-hmm. it's easy to just yeah, take like that. <laughs> if it doesn't fit your viewpoint, you don't want to oh. go through that cognitive yeah. dissonance. And like back again, reality TV. It's I not reality. Like when I it's see scripted. something, because I like don't want this shit to be mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So then I'm going to Google it, and then I'm like, oh, no, it's just like with this story. I saw it. I was like, The Guardian, all right. Like, let me go online and check to make sure this is actually fucking true. Mm-hmm. So then I went through, and it's like Washington Examiner, or New York Times, all these different newspapers and shit were reporting on it. I'm like, well, obviously, like, the, the dude, the whatever city they live in in Canada, it was on their news. So you're like, oh, no, this is mm-hmm. obviously real. Like, there isn't a far-reaching conspiracy that would, you know, trick all these things. Hopefully. You know, hopefully. I did the best yeah. I can, you know, with the information given me, so... Jesus, it's fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. 
the world making me angry. Yeah. So we're going to have a, a special little segment right now because uh, we're not interviewing anyone. So we thought we'd like come up with some little interview questions for each other, kind of lighthearted. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Statman, you said you came up with questions to ask each other? Uh, yeah, I got one. Um, let's see, Delafoto, what, what inspired you to get into photography? Tell us that story. So, uh, growing up right in BMX, looking at all the magazines and stuff like that, this one picture, I think Jeff Z took it, salute to you, um, took a picture of this guy riding a swimming pool, like Kurt Ramstison, I can't even say his last name, but he took a picture. I'm like, that's dope. I want to do it too. Then I saved up some money, bought a camera, started taking pictures of my BMX friends, and I started like finding other photography, and street photography really got to me. And then so from then, I started taking pictures of real-life candid moments out in the street That's sometimes you might not even see it twice. You know, it's Mm -hmm. never going to happen again. What are you into now? Just a lot of street photography. Street photography. Like what? What style of photography? Yeah, like street photography. Okay. Like someone described your style as like documentary style, right? Yeah, it's a little documentary style, but yeah. definitely a lot of street. I do get, shoot get hot in that black and white lately. Yeah, I love black and white. Um, I do do weddings and like portraits and stuff like that. Like I just love shooting people as well. But just that out there in the streets because I love architecture. I love like concrete steel. I love people interacting with the environment and interacting with each other. Like I take a lot of pictures of like couples when they're like laughing and talking. Can't not s- on stage, like yeah, candid, not candid. real mm-hmm. picture personality, real moments. Yeah, of like actual p- humans interacting. Mm-hmm. In I like to ways. I like to be a fly on the wall and see like the world happen in front of me. That's why like people society. say documentary style. Mm-hmm. It's like you're there documenting what's yeah. going on. And I love wide angle, um, but yeah, I like to do a little bit of everything. But definitely street photography hits the heart. Um, landscape like urban landscapes, like concrete, steel buildings. Stuff like that. That nice. is, and that's how I got into, it, and that's how I developed into the photographer so I am. So, is that the philosophy of Della Photo we just heard? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Backstory slash origin story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like why I'm going in that direction I'm going to, you know. Excellent question. Excellent question, Statman. Yeah. Thank you. All right, uh, Statman, I got one for you. I know you went to LA for a little bit. Yeah. Why did you go? And why did you come back? Ooh. Ooh. Um. Uh, t- yeah, you got to tell the story in this kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. So my my Kendall there Palmer story. Yeah, want to hear that one too? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's all in there. So I was in college. I met a friend, and his dad owned this insurance company in L.A. So we were both finance majors. Graduated in 2011. Still, when the financial market was in turmoil because of the Great Recession, Uh, so I just took the opportunity. He wanted me to go work for his dad at this uh, wholesale insurance company, and so I just went. I took the opportunity to go and tie the story in my my AKA. Well, hold on. For first. Where did you live when you first moved uh, to L.A.? Then Palmdale. 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 Which is next to Lancaster, which is how far from uh, L.A. proper? It's about 30 miles from Northridge. Mm-hmm. It's about 40, you know, it's about an hour and a half from downtown, which I thought I was going to L.A. Got like going to Southern California. And then I go to a place that's like even shittier and uglier than Reno. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely. I've only driven through Palmdale and it's Dude. not that good. No, it's fucking so there, ugly. I'd be like, like fucking Kevin's going to drive all the way from Palmcaster. <laughs> <laughs> or Landale. Landale, because I would just combine the two places. I was like, the shitty place I drive through. It's like, for those of you who don't know, it's like right past Mojave as you're like starting to go into the, ma- the mountains before you get into L.A. proper. <clears throat> There's two shitty-ass towns in that valley, Palmdale 
What's and the rapper Palmdale? Uh, Afro man. Afro man. Yeah. Palmdale. <laughs> because I got high. Yeah, that one. That's the only thing uh, I know about Palmdale so and just driving through it. So yeah, so you lived there, and then yeah. when you moved into the city, where did you live? Yeah, I was in uh, like New Hall, Santa Clarita, Santa Clarita, the Valencia Valley, which is right one valley off from from Northridge. Yeah, just it's actually where uh, Weeds was filmed, the TV show from. But you did not live in the nice part where Weeds. No, was no, I lived in definitely Little Tijuana. <laughs> I, had a, I had a taco truck outside my, my front house. Salute to my hand then. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely had to get it. But it was still fucking $1,250 for a two-bedroom apartment. That and this ties in because yeah. the dude you lived with then mm-hmm. is... Who's that? You went to his wedding recently. Oh, right? yeah. Okay, yeah, it's my friend Trevor Parrish. I'm uh, amazing musician, amazing trumpet player. Um, yeah, him and his wife, just they just got married. Lived with him for about a year, and his um, girlfriend at the time lived in that same apartment complex. Um, it was a really good time, except back to your other question is why I came back. I'm going to go back there is because um, the job, actually, the guy I worked for, the boss, was a super right-wing fucking asshole. Damn. <laughs> I could not take it anymore. Like, he would be super sexist in the office. You know, we're that's all coming up right now. Fuck boy shit. He'd just be like, oh, if you want me to put a little skirt on you, you can do a little... Like office work, or you know, shit like <laughs> in or, a fucking office. Yeah, already yell at his receptionist like Cheryl, give me some coffee and water. Just, just super sexist and racist. The machismo like, inside dude. me is smiling. The one <laughs> thing that did it for me is we're driving in L.A. and actually we see a car with like an equality sticker on the car, and him and his son, my friend, are in the front seat, and they're just like, oh, there's something wrong with that guy. He's like, oh, fuck that guy, and he's like tried to swerve and it's like, like look at him and like flip him off and like just doing this. Because he had a quality shit. sticker on his yeah, car? Yeah, quality sticker. And that was the, yeah, basically intimidated him because he's in, in, in his um, fucking like Ferrari, like a super nice car that we were in. And dude, that was just the last Holy straw. Shit. I was like, I'm fucking not staying my whole life to work for this asshole piece of shit guy. Fuck. So, damn. Fuck. That's literally why I left. Those are the guys running our corporations. And some other reasons. Well, like the Koch brothers, I bet you they do that all the time. Damn. <laughs> right? Yeah. I didn't even know that part. That's that was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I and mean, there's some other reasons as well, too, but I just wanted to come back home. But that was like, I'm not working at this place anymore. That Shit. was the biggest thing. And, then back to and you, left, you, you left the job. Yep. You know that the mm-hmm. people, you know, salute, because people aren't, don't always do shit like that. They get mm-hmm. scared. They get yeah. scared. Because cash rules. Yeah, they're like, they're, com- they're, you know, they're comfortable. But uh, so yeah. how, my question for you, Kevin, is how did you get the AKA Kindle Derek Palmer? We've <laughs> all been waiting for this. Oh, man. All right, was, so it, was it a full moon? It was on a full moon. All right. It probably was. <laughs> uh, so I was just a lonely guy in, in L.A., so I get on the, the online dating. Um, back then, uh, the, the hot one was Plenty of Fish, P.O.F., <laughs> 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 which semi-regret now. But, yeah, so I get on there and <laughs> <laughs> I get on there and meet this girl from, she's from Simi Valley, which is so kind of. Simi Valley is pretty cool. I've been there a couple of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See me, so I could just tell if something's a little off with her already. <laughs> <laughs> but she's super hot, and we go on a we go on a couple dates. And How old were you when this was happening? Uh, I was like 24. She was 21, um, and she was an artist, so she'd teach kids arts. Still and had that superficiality. He's like, oh, yeah. yep, I'm gonna put up with this because yeah, she's, she's very attractive. Yeah, like she was, yeah. she was just screaming fucking crazy from the <laughs> get go. I could just see it, uh, but she was hot, and she was like an artist, and she was a novelist. She Salute wrote to all you dudes in the young 20s. <laughs> And so I, I, I go in with both feet. It's like, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, come. <laughs> Smile on Caesar's face. <laughs> just like nodding yeah. along. Like, okay. The shit, the shit you put up with because the girl's <laughs> hot. <Yeah. like. laughs> 
And she cooked hella good food. Yeah. She just wanted to fucking but come like, over and cook But, food. like, if you take some stats into the effect, there's going to be another one <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to be crazy <laughs> or annoying or, like, whatever, you know? Right. Like, like that's the young the young they're like oh this is the best i'm gonna get you know like no uh, there's no. there's i knew there's it another one just like it less crazy <laughs> yeah. more crazy like there's so many people in the world like the probability <laughs> to have a good like one if it's not working out it's good. <laughs> yeah stop being vain and like next superficial. next please <laughs> continue, your story. continue sorry and um yeah we started dating and i actually came back to reno for like thanksgiving and broke my ankle so i was on crutches and that was pretty much like the only reason i was like ah, i'm on i'm on crutches like might as well just ride this one out for a little bit <laughs> and she starts telling me she's gonna write a book about our, our relationship and she just got out of a relationship that she was in for like three years she thought she was gonna get married and all this shit at 21 yeah at 21 she thought it was like the love of her life and it's only been a month since they broke up so i already knew that this was and she's all telling me about this and you figured this is gonna be a rebound yeah. yeah and i'm like yeah it's this rebound whatever but she's like i'm gonna write a book about our relationship and how it ties in and like our sex life and all this stuff and i, I just like kept encouraging her i was like yeah yeah do it and i went <laughs> down there while this is going on like, <laughs> oh, to damn. visit them so like, sean how, was she was she hot then yeah she was she was pretty attractive on the like, rec on the on the i was surprised on the I was, i'm not gonna lie i'm surprised that kevin pulled that kevin was dating like when, when she showed up when she first of all, when she showed up, like, we were part like me and our boy Marshall were partying, like playing some Wu Tang. There's uh, there's some take, sauce, there's lots some of sauce and paraphernalia laying around, like Wu Tang bumping super loud. <laughs> our boy Danny's there wilding out, and Kevin crutches in with her on her, her arm. She was immediately fucking scared. No, she immediately ran around. outside because there's smoke, a little weed in the air. Yeah. So she runs back outside, and I go out. And she's crying on the step. She's like, ah, "I just can't breathe. I can't breathe with all the smoke in the air." Like, she was intimidated. I would have left her then and there. I would have left her then and there. But he put up with it. He put up because it was like it was New Year's. It was New Year's yeah. Eve. Oh, okay, okay, you have. It was like New Year's yeah, Eve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a funny story. We actually got back, and she ended up breaking up with me the next day on New Year's. I was day. so fucking thankful. I was like, yes. <laughs> so I was. I knew I was gonna have to break up with her, and I was like, "Ah, fucking." Is this that sigh of relief? Yeah. Like, we were looking uh, at our boy Marshall. We're like, we gotta tell Kevin he needs to break up with this guy. He's young. He doesn't yeah. realize this. Like, Boom. they're not good together. How yeah. the world works, though. He's, she just up with yeah. He's just caught up in her looks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how'd she get the name? Oh yeah. So in that book, she was wrote about a relationship. It was all just basically like a smut novel, basically about all her sex life and her former sex life. And my name in the book was Kendall Derek Palmer from arizona <laughs> so she used it that is a good name though yeah he probably is a good writer kendall is, Dem is Derek palmer like i've read i've read excerpts from the book about uh nothing i haven't read anything explicit <laughs> yeah, she goes the, into detail is so the, book, the book's out there though is it like do, do could i get it on the internet them? i have an email that's it never got published this would never get all right published, i need to read it that'll be a good read for you read, read an excerpt where she do you want to hear an excerpt oh yes yes he got he got one all already this is like the intro. <laughs> microphone. Right. Microphone. Yeah, my, my, my life has been ruptured since he left. I wanted nothing more to go back, to feel the sense of comfort and complacency. But I can't. Now I sink. I swim. I, I travel forward as I'm constantly being pulled back. I'm in two different places at once. Two beds, two apartments, two different sets of arms. All squeeze me at the same time. Fuck me. How has it been only a little a month of abstinence and I feel so insatiable? His penis feels different. Okay. Shaped different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> At the end is, I was right to let him in, allow him inside me. Dude. How long did you guys date? It's like three months. 
<laughs> Dude, that sounds like a Skin and Max video. It is basically the whole. Like it's the ridiculous. Over when it starts. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's like. <laughs> That's how I like it. Like you're meeting the main character. So, ladies, like, this Jesus. is the handsome glass of water. <laughs> he's also very nice, and he's Kevin in is uh, a single man. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and he's his his wang is good enough for books. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, hit hit him up. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good endorsement. Yeah. yeah. Hit him up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Only during a full full moon. Mm-hmm. Only during a full moon. And then uh, don't forget, um, I will judge you and tell Kevin what I feel. So be prepared. We need that. We're here to To keep these ones away from me. We're here to look after. Because I ain't no joke. Little radio. That's a good one. All right. So, Sean, teaching. Yeah, tell the story of how you were working for the man a little bit and then how you... How I, I became a teacher. Yeah, because yeah. I know you did like some community stuff too with children before. So, uh, yeah, I went stuff. to college. Like, didn't really have a plan. I graduated. I got a job, like a good job, working as a desk job, working for a company doing like sales and logistics, which I was good at. Like, there was a lot of negotiating. It was very fast paced. It was very high pressure. Um, spent like literally had two phones on my desk. Spent most of the day on the phone calling negotiating shit making deals trying to like squeeze literally trying to squeeze like 25 50 hundreds of dollars from like poor fucking independent contractors and shit so that was kind of depressing after doing that for two years i fucking hated it even though i'm just now i was 20 10 years later making as much money now as i did when i quit that job 10 years ago damn as a 25 year old living that college lifestyle still so i was hella hood rich but I hated my fucking life. Like, every fucking day. Like, I would literally get off work on Friday, go wild out, party and drinking, dreading going to work on Monday. Like, Friday at 9 o'clock, all I could think about was having to go to fucking work at fucking 6.30 on Monday. Hated it that much. Hated my life. I started, I was just a negative person. I didn't like where I was. And I fucking just decided to quit. I didn't really have a plan. I quit that job and went back to my old job, which I had done during college, working with kids for like $10 an hour. Uh, people, like my roommate at the time, other people questioned it. Like pe- some people who I thought... To do something like that. Some people who I thought, like, you know, like were my good friends who I'd grown up with, like questioned what I was doing, questioned me, thought I was like making a mistake, but like... No, because you were going against what society usually tells yeah, you. I was they 25. You, yeah. They're like, you got a good job. Like, good job, white picket fence, you know, start your family and whatnot. Like I can remember literally thinking... Like, one day at work, like, do I want to do this for the next 25 years? And being like, fuck no, I'll have a heart attack. I think, and of, I think about that every day at work. To, to go with Kevin's story, my boss was super fucking racist and was a fuck. Like, literally, one of my coworkers had a Confederate flag in his Jesus. fucking cubicle. And I would always talk about it, and they never did shit. And you have to see it every day. I would have to see it fucking every day, and they would, I would argue the argue about it. About and he would fuck. They would like defend it, like in the fucking office, and he would like make comp. Like he would literally make like one of my customers was Filipino. He would make Asian jokes about one of my customers when I was on the phone with her. Damn, that's fucked like, up. Like talk, like chingy ching chong, like shit, like that with his <laughs> eyes and shit Jesus. in the fucking office. <laughs> like Jesus. one of my coworkers said, like was talking about how like he referred to black people as niggers to him when they were like on a sales call. What? What the fuck? Yeah. Oh so my I God. hated my fucking boss, and he was super fucking racist, and like would make comments all the time that fucking pissed me off, and he would like yell at people and shit, like 
And like one time, like, like I had like this difficult customer, and like they fucking fucked something up and tried to blame it on us. And like I was super mad, and he was like, "Let me deal with it," you know, like yelling at me, like you can't handle your customer. He's like, "Let me deal with it," and then they were a fucking dick to him and like cussed him out. And I remember he fucking slammed the phone st- like he was standing over me, slammed the phone, like took shit off my desk and threw it against the wall and, and started yelling. And I remember thinking like. Like just you know, I couldn't. F- I was like, I couldn't I fucking swing anymore. on him. I yeah, I couldn't anymore. fucking swing mm-hmm. on. That was the day I decided I was gonna quit. This was in like February, and I remember like everyone in the office and everyone in the office knew. All my friends in the office knew. They're like, Sean can't fucking take. Like Sean wants to punch this dude, and there's nothing he can do. And right it's now. crazy because being a person of color, we're definitely held at a different standard. Exactly. So like for me, when I get mad, I have to calm down because like I know if I do it, they're gonna be like, oh, this guy's Mexican. This guy gets like that this and that you know like we have to take and, and the, like, like the the higher ground to put all the like time. in a pertinent respect like i had just won an award for like top salesman of the quarter mm-hmm. in the office damn so like i was fucking killing it like the three other veterans in the office like i was fucking holding my own mm-hmm. i'd only been there like two years Ooh. and i fucking so i was good at the job but like that fucking moment i decided to quit and he like went and like bought like like didn't apologize but he like went and bought like lunch for the whole office after he like his little fucking tantrum mm-hmm. but i was like fuck this place so like two months later i it was the greatest day of my life it was 10 years ago this april i fuck when i gave my notice to quit the job i like on a friday went like ha- asked for a meeting with them we went in the conference room i told him what was up told him i was leaving and then i walked out of that fuck the office that fucking day it was the best feeling ever in my life like I will never so, forget that so day. Good. Like I had did not know what I was gonna do. I didn't know I was gonna be a teacher. I hadn't figured all that out yet. But I fucking knew. I was never going. Like I was. I was over it. And uh, fucking Kevin's cousin came and picked me up. We went and got some. I bought the peacemaker, <laughs> right there. Uh, we w- and went to went to Art Dogs. Uh, went and got some, went to the little old like store on Valley Road, a little market there. Got some bootleg DVDs. And went back to the crib. And we fucking chilled out and, like, got our minds right and watched, like, a couple movies. And, like, everyone came over that night. We went out and partied and had a great time. And, yeah. And the universe showed you in the right direction. And now look at you. I had, like, 10 grand saved up. I wild out party. Like, I traveled. 10 grand? <laughs> Damn. 25? 10, right? 10 grand in the bank. And so, like, I didn't start my new job till June. So I had, like, six weeks off. And I partied. Like, I traveled. I went. Like, visited people in Seattle, went to Portland, went to Vegas, went to Arizona, went to L.A., just drove around visiting friends, partying it up, having a great time. And then, like, eventually started working with kids. Uh, like, a kid that I had worked with younger, like, came and told me, like, hey, you know, like, you, like, Hip Hop Johnny, too, because we worked together. He was like, you guys, like, even though you're only in the after school program, like, if it wasn't for you guys, you know, I don't know if I would have made it through school. Motivating you. Guys are always so cool. It. And that's what I was like, you know what? I need to be a teacher. I love it. And uh, here I am, 10 years later. That's good. That's how it fucking went down. Teaching middle school kids about Wu-Tang. I love exactly. It. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So that, that's that's uh, how we ended up at this place. Nice. I think we got, those are good questions. We didn't plan this, but I no. think we got all of our little origin stories. <laughs> yeah, out. I definitely yeah. was uh, very intimidated about these questions because it's just like, it's hard. You know your friends pretty well. And sometimes you want to know a little bit more because you don't want to like, for me, I don't like to force stuff out of friends. Like, I don't like to be like, hey, yeah. why this? Why that? You know, like it'll eventually mm-hmm. come naturally because like I like 
friendships start turning into family. And then, like, yeah. more you get Over time, you get yeah. comfortable. You share things with them. And you, know, you might have known, like, we knew each other back then. But yeah. we weren't, like. But we weren't like we are now, you know. Because yeah. like, we have, like, same mutual friends and stuff like that. Like, and so, like, now it's just, like, I don't like to force the issue. I like to let it happen naturally. And so, like, that's why my friends that become family are like family. I don't even call them friends anymore. Exactly, because they know these things about mm-hmm. you. Those and intimate it's just details. Like, like when JT was here, like I've known him probably half my life already, and it was like through BMX being friends, and after that going on road trips together, hanging out, doing dirt, like all kinds of stuff like that. It's just what builds that bond. Yeah, and I always feel sad for people who don't have those friends. You know, like. I have so many friends like that that you've known for a long time, been through shit together, and you're, they're good friends. Like, yeah. they're you know they're gonna be friends for life. And yeah, and like and like yeah, I feel sad for him too because like say something happens to you, and you need a little bit of help. And there's, there's been times in my life, and there's nobody there. Your friends have been there to hook you up. Yeah, and there's nobody there. Like you know, I've been the, I've gone traveling and like I used to work at bike shop, bike shop, so I had no money and I just like used all my money to travel. Needed help here and there. And, like, friends, like, without a doubt, here's something. You know? Like, it didn't matter what it is. Or, like, like a couch to crash yeah. on. And I, like, you do the same to them because it's, life like, happens, it's family. You know, life mm-hmm. happens. And you got to have those friends and there when to, it, to hook you up. When you're you at your lowest point and your friends or supposedly friends are not there, then I feel sad for them because it's, like, I don't have friends. I got family. Yeah. And that's what, you know, when you go through those times, you find out who your real friends are. You know, like, mm-hmm. like. Salute to all of you who have been so supportive with the podcast and everything. Like we see you guys out there sharing, you know, we give you the likes and whatnot, but we appreciate it. And they get excited, like when we first didn't put it out, they were like, "Where the fuck's your podcast?" Our (laughs) success is their success. You know what I mean? When I I shine, you all shine. That's a true friend. I I go up, you go up as well. Yeah, they're just as happy as if it was happening to them. Not jealous about that. That's when you can tell, like, a friend is just like, Mm -hmm. in the spotlight, they don't like it. Yeah. So we appreciate the love, you guys. Keep keep it up. Mm Salute to the familia. Call that friend you haven't spoke to in a little bit. Yeah. Give a phone call. Yeah. Put some effort in. Mm-hmm. Say what's up to your friends. Say what's yeah. up to your mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like brother and sister. Salute to my sister who uh, she just got engaged and she's a little youngin. She's like, damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's like twenty years old. Yeah, she just got engaged. Uh-huh. Congratulations. So, uh, mm-hmm. And do you like the dude? Yeah, he's cool. He's nice to her. You know, like it's just uh, just that big brother mentality. You know, like right. I was, I grew up wiping her ass. You know. So yeah, because like how much younger than you is she? She, I am like, hmm, like 13 years, 12, yeah. 13. So like me with uh, my mom, like working nights, dad working days, I had to babysit my brother and sister when they were younger. And so they're way younger than you. Yeah. So like it's my like you're I like am, their third parent. Mm-hmm, I am eight years older than my brother. So I grew up wiping their ass, picking them up. I used to go to her and my brother's parent-teacher conferences so much. That when dad could finally go to a parent-teacher conference because of work and whatnot, they're like, who are you? And Damn. And they're like, I am their father. And they're like, who's the other guy coming? Because I've had a beard forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, who's the other guy? And they're like, oh, that's their older brother. And they're like, what? Because I would go, I having like shitty jobs, you could take t- some time off. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So I would go from work. I'd be like, hey, I got to go do this. And they'd be like, cool, whatever. And I'd go them. I'd pick them up. Like my sister did the cow bus, like back in the day, like kind of like a preschool thing. I used to pick her. Pick Good her older up. sibling here. Yeah, and like so, it's just weird wiping her ass back in the day, and then now she's engaged like before me. You know, crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel the same. Like my brother is like almost six. My younger brother's almost six years younger than me. My sister's like almost eight, 
And like it, when uh, when I was in high when we were in high school, my dad worked overseas for a couple of years, so I would do the same thing. Like I would, you know, like they had like bring your parent to work or school day, and I like went and did that. And like people thought, or like I, you know, take my brother football practice over one time. They thought I was like his dad. <laughs> you know, I'm like 18, 19. You know, he's like 14. Yeah, like 13. Like it's no. wild. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, salute to all the older siblings out there that, that yeah. look after their their younger and ones. don't even need uh, helping out the parents. Don't even need to buy a babysitter because babysitting Cause children free, is expensive. You're free, free childcare. Mm-hmm. Like that was me, like and that's how I know how to cook decently. I know how to take care of kids and stuff like that. Yeah, like when my, uh, and babies love me, which is weird. This like is good. My sister was like all nervous around. She's like, "How come you're okay with the baby?" I was like, "Cause I held all you guys." Yeah. Cause you're sk- you came here and stole all my mm. shine. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like my mom had me at a weird age where like all my aunts and uncles, like they're my cousins, they're either really older or really younger. So I'd be on the couch and my mom would be like, "Oh, the baby's crying. Give it to Caesar." So I'd be on the couch <laughs> with like two babies and a beer and a bunch of kids watching cartoons. You know, I saw you uh, last week with a baby and a beer. Yeah, you're holding uh, Nadine, Nick and Rachel's baby, walking around having yeah, a good time. Yeah, and then like uh, we were having a blast. You know, like yeah. kids, I love kids. Kids love me, and you know, in the future, De La Foto have some kids. But right now, Uncle C- Uncle De La Foto, is same word, is uh, holding it down. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, we only got a couple more things. So, uh, the first thing, some people out there, the listeners have asked, what where are we at time wise right now? Uh, like a buck twenty. So damn, kind of wrap it up. Yeah. So the last thing, let's uh, just talk about uh, our fuck boy. What does that mean? Because people have asked, like, what does fuck boy mean? What is a fuck boy? So a fuck boy. This is how I give. It's our word of the week. Mm-hmm. This is how I give people an example. So there's this like twenty two year old guy at the bar, super like loud and obnoxious. Maybe that douchery. You know, probably a hat backwards. Maybe a lifted truck or two. Or a hat straight with a straight build. Mm-hmm. And just thinking he is, you know, like a god out there when he's not. God's gift to women. Mm-hmm. And just just shit like that. Want to hear Urban Dictionary's urban version? Dictionary. Yeah. Lay it down. What's Urban Dictionary say? <laughs> a person who is a weak-ass pussy that ain't about shit. The ain't, oh, about, yeah. the ain't about shit part mm-hmm. is the key. And got no here's, knowledge. Here's some examples. Uh, white white Nike, Nike tube socks with uh, Adidas sandals. Ooh, <laughs> okay, okay. Re- re- a guy that relies on his mom but doesn't respect women. That's see, that like that's at the key. Like yeah. the fuck boy, like the disrespect it's like, it's like of a women res- or yeah. a respect in general. Here you go. Yes, Here like you go. disrespectful for the women. Yeah, a guy that enters her life, enters so a girl's life, fucks shit ups and leaves, and then texts her two months later, "I miss you, baby." That douchery. Yeah, like I, I feel like the evolution. You know, when when we were teenagers, we lacked the proper vocab for these things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we called them bros, but that kind of lumped it too big a lump. They just started mm. evolving into douchebags, and uh, that's kind of fallen out of favor. And like fuckboys, like the new fuck modern boys, yeah. tour. <laughs> and like my like like my students talk about it all the time. Like they'll tell me stories about oh fuckboy, fuckboy. But the key things is like the disrespect, especially towards mm. women. Disrespectful. Using them, kind of commodifying them. Uh, bragging like about it. Bragging about like girls they can pick up. And yeah. yeah, bragging about girls they can pick up, and then also calling them sluts at and the same time. And everyone's been there at one point. Yeah. Like, and like that's especially the thing because it's like when you're in your young twenties mm-hmm. and you're figuring stuff out, but like if you're older and you're doing it, it's way worse. Yeah. It's like, like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> perfect example. Perfect example. Here's a good one too. Uh, looks like you just read one of Jada Smith's tweets and all of his selfies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so you get the point. So when we talk about people's fuckboys, it's kind of that selfishness, the hip- the hypocrite that will mm-hmm. like do something, like holds other people His accountable for the things they wouldn't hold themselves for. Yeah. Fuckboys. Yeah. Watch out for them. They're a plague. Be careful. Keep your eyes yeah. open like the Boy Scout. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's uh, we'll, you know that's our show for the week. Yeah, we'll leave it there. It's been kind of long. Um, we've had a lot of stuff to talk about. And it's good because we're going to be in a couple-week hiatus mm-hmm. because Della Photo is uh, jet-setting, fresh-setting. Traveling. So yeah. if you miss us, subscribe. Again, Apple iTunes, Google Play, mm-hmm. uh, www.upinthemixlive.live. Oh, sorry, upinthemix.live. Mm-hmm. Check us out. Or Listen. check out um, at Della Photo Reno with an F because I'm Latino. And uh, you can see my travels and see what's going down. And comment enjoy follow us on instagram mm-hmm. facebook uh and share with your friends we appreciate mm-hmm. you guys we're just starting hopefully we we're keep going we're for you guys the gente my yes. people and uh so lastly uh if you want to check us out uh season i will be on ww or on 97.7 kwnk reno mm-hmm. debuting our new show this week straight hip-hop straight hip-hop so check that out we'll be making announcements on the internet for you internetos out there mm-hmm. so yeah this is caesar aka de la photo aka your friendly neighborhood mexican aka ernesto especially after four in the morning captain culo mr brunch your local also that poppy with the bad body the brown man in the yacht club how the fuck did he get here and el hombre de la gente this is kevin aka Statman, aka the professor aka kendall Derek palmer daryl phil moon and that handsome glass of water and this is sean aka the truth aka the nar Mr. R. Uh, wishing you guys peace and love. And until next time. Salute. Happy Halloween. We out. Ba 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 ba.